Expelled Columban Back in Taiwan. This is written by Father Neil McGill, Taiwan. Returning to Taiwan in April this year, 30 years after being deported, I was deeply impressed with how the country has developed. I had spent 10 years in Taiwan helping to educate factory workers about their rights and promoting a safe working environment in factories where so many young workers were seriously injured. And that was the time of martial law, and Taiwan was a police state. The country had been under martial law for more than 38 years, which qualified as the longest imposition of martial law by a regime anywhere in the world at that time. And due to the sacrifices, brutal deaths, imprisonment of political activists and the formation of the Democratic Progressive Party, the DPP, in 1986, Taiwan has now become a democratic and highly developed country with an excellent health care system for all of its 23 million people. The first democratically elected president was Chen Shui-bian from the DPP from 2000 to 2008. There are many aspects I would like to talk about, but I will limit myself to education and religious freedom. Taiwan has been a centre for technical excellence for the past number of decades with consistently high standards in the fields of technology and the sciences. General standards of schooling are comparable with other developed nations in the region, such as Japan and South Korea. Levels of literacy in the country have been calculated at 98.2% of citizens aged 15 and older. Around 95% of all students continue in some form of education, be it academic or vocational. In 2016, Tsai Ing-wen from the DPP was elected president and she has worked hard with her vice president Chen Tianjin, a Catholic, in building up the country and easing tensions between China and Taiwan. She is committed to working with like-minded partners on safeguarding freedom of religion and ending intolerance and persecution. In March, at a large international gathering in Taipei, she had the following to say. Religious freedom is under threat around the world amid growing suppression of democracy and human rights, and in the face of this challenge, Taiwan stands with those who suffer oppression at the hands of authoritarian regimes. And no doubt it was a veiled reference to China. Speaking at this same forum, she said... Freedom of religion is central to Taiwan's democratic way of life and as a melting pot of people, cultures and faiths, our nation is evidence that diversity and mutual acceptance bind and strengthen societies. According to Shai, history has shown that when people live free from fear, countries enjoy peace, stability and prosperity, adding... Whatever your religion, whatever your tradition, whatever your identity, we are called to bring religious freedom to the oppressed, hope where there is despair and light where there is darkness. She also cited the increasing number of Muslims, Catholic and Hindu residents who have immigrated to Taiwan over the past several years and who, she noted, have enriched the nation with their culture, food and religions and demonstrated that anyone can contribute a chapter to the story of Taiwan. 
Taiwan serves as an example of a religious free society for China. Religion is not a threat to governments. In recent weeks, China has been threatening to attack Taiwan and make it part of China. This was the big fear I heard from so many friends when I returned last month. China wants to make it a one country, two systems, but Taiwan doesn't want to be a second Hong Kong or Tibet. Chiai has been a trailblazer and well-liked abroad for her reluctance to pick fights with China. However, some think Chiai, the first woman president in Taiwan, is not doing enough to ensure Taiwan's independence, and so her former Prime Minister, Lai Ching-tai, has declared he will challenge Chiai for the presidential nomination of the Democratic Progressive Party for the election in January 2020. I was heartbroken when I was deported from Taiwan, as I loved the people and the mission work was challenging. It took a long time to recover from that ordeal, but now I see God works in mysterious and wonderful ways. If I had not been deported, I would not now have the privilege of working in Myanmar, Burma. I would still be in Taiwan. Returning to Taiwan for a week has left a lasting impression on me. The welcome, hospitality and generosity was out of this world, and I had the opportunity to meet many old friends, people I had worked with and some who spent years in prison for their commitment to making Taiwan a democratic country. They gave me almost US $7,000 for my higher education centre, the HEC, in Myanmar. They said it was a token of appreciation for what I did for Taiwan's people more than 30 years ago. There were so many highlights, but the big one was meeting the vice president at the presidential palace at his request for lunch. And even though he and I were the only two Catholics among the 20 friends, he started by making an apology to me for the way the previous government had treated me 30 years ago. And before lunch, he said a prayer for all of us, for the poor in the world, for God's creation and for Mother Earth that produces the food. And after a two-hour lunch and photographs, it was time to go, and he asked me to give him a blessing. He is a man who attends daily morning Mass. He is not afraid to openly show his faith. What a blessing in our politically correct world today. That article, written by Columban Father Neil McGill, has worked in Korea, Taiwan, and on the General Council in Ireland, and now works in Myanmar.